0: That's heritageradionetwork.org slash 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you.
1: My name is Brandon Hoy, co-owner of Roberta's, a super-duper awesome place. Roberta's
2: is a very, very, very,
1: very proud
0: sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. We're also super awesome. Thank you, Heritage.
1: You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more.
2: Hello, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border, coast to coast, and all the ships at sea. Streaming live from the County of Kings, Brooklyn, New York City, on the Heritage Radio Network. Are you ready for the fastest half hour on the internet today? It's the Mike and Judy Show! Spanning
0: the globe for high-minded high kicks and low-brow kicks to bring you the best in sex, drugs, rock and roll, and nuclear vision. They're too bad for radio and too good-looking for television. And now, here they are. America's last best hope to make the internet safe for absolutely no one Two people who will do pretty much anything for a pizza. Your hosts, Mike Edison and Judy McGuire.
3: Welcome to the 98th Mike and Judy Show. Uh, this week, instead of Mike Edison, who's off draining Italy of its wine resources still, four mm-hmm. weeks later, we have Jenny Miller with us. Hey, Jenny, thanks for coming. Hey, thanks for having me. Jenny is a fantastic film writer for BustFilm.com. Film.com, uh, What's the other one? Movie Phone. Movie Phone. Um, which is good because because we're joined also by Matthew Vera, who runs Nighthawk Cinema. Thanks for coming, Matthew.
1: Hi, Judy. Thanks for having me.
3: Matthew, you're... Okay, I've been living in Williamsburg <coughs> since like 1994, and I have not been a fan of a lot of the gentrification things, like the glass towers, um, the 24-7 sushi availability, the strollers. But Nighthawk and the Ferry and Maison Premier with their Dollar Oyster Happy Hour are like my three favorite things of gentrification. So thank you.
1: That's great to hear. Thanks. Uh, Yeah, no, we're really happy to be a a part of the neighborhood and... um, You know, it's a huge dead zone for film for years and years um, after the Commodore closed on Broadway.
3: Right, where you could smoke crack, (laughs) dodge rats, bring in McDonald's Happy Meals.
1: Exactly. So, um, yeah, we're glad to bring some film back to the neighborhood.
3: I mean, there are other theaters. There's Indie Screen, which I haven't checked out yet because for various reasons, nothing bad about them. I'm sure they're great. And then there's the awful new multiplex, which searches your bags before you go in. Oh no. Can you imagine? I went to see Amore and I had seriously a chocolate croissant in my bag. <laughs> and the guy took it out and checked it till the end of the oh. movie.
2: If you need, like, of all things, you need something to eat during a war, or
3: else you will lose all will to live.
2: Or
1: weapons. Maybe they were checking for a gun.
3: <laughs> no, they check. They check for yeah, for razors. <laughs> to flip yeah, my th- exactly. That was yeah. the most depressing movie I've ever seen, and I can't imagine what you would because Nighthawk pairs meals <laughs> and booze <Yeah. laughs> with the movies they're showing. Like at Bling Ring, you had the Paris Hilton Stilton. <laughs> Club. Right. Yeah. What would you p- What would you even do? Like our t- a soup of despair for yeah. a more.
1: <laughs> yeah. Who knows the uh, Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. Maybe a puffer fish soup. <laughs> Raw.
2: Yeah, I skipped that one. <laughs> oh
3: God, it was the most depressing movie I've ever seen. But um, so you guys like for some reason booze and movies. You can bring a sippy cup of wine into a Broadway show. But you weren't allowed to drink and watch movies. Why do you think this was?
1: Well, I was drinking and watching movies for years. Well, yeah. uh, <laughs> I would bring in my flask, but uh, yeah, there was um, when I started thinking about doing um, a kind of a boutique movie theater in New York, I started doing some research and there was a law on the books from the prohibition era out of nowhere. It really didn't relate to anything around it, and it uh, basically said, that you can't serve alcohol in a motion picture theater in New York state. Um, so it was very curious. No one knew anything about it. Um, and I was lucky enough to meet somebody that knew a lobbyist in Albany who, um, who really – thought that this law was long overdue to be overturned. And um, he got really behind us. And we got a great consensus from a bunch of different lawmakers, too. That it must have been a bipartisan it. issue. Oh, yeah. It was definitely everybody was behind it. <laughs> I mean, there's a gr- it's, it's one of the, the best ways to actually save some of these smaller single-screen theaters in, um, you know, upstate and some of the smaller uh, cities um, because, really, you just can't run – a movie theater in a traditional sense um especially a single screen it's just it's almost nearly impossible unless you're a nonprofit. so the way to to combat that especially for a single screen is to infuse it with food drink and you know get people out of their houses and um into the movie theater again
3: and, ha- I mean, the way – I thought when, when we first went the first time, I was like, oh, this is going to be kind of annoying having, you know, waiters walk through. But, first of all, you get more leg room because, you know, they need to walk through. And those guys are like ninjas. Like, mm-hmm. would you, do they go through special training?
1: Yeah, it's like special ops training. Um, yeah, no, we call them ninjas. I mean, they're in all black. They are taught to, you know, they – they have it down to a science where they'll they see these movies, you know, over and over again because they're in there over and over again and um they make notes where like it's the perfect time to come in and or not come in, you know, if there's a really intense scene, they stay back and and wait for that to be over. So they really do sort of um it's a science really. To, but like during a
3: baywatch in. style montage, <laughs>
1: yeah, we'll <laughs> come take your Drink order, yeah, exactly what,
3: what are, I mean, when did you guys open?
1: We opened in uh, June 2011 Yeah, Okay, so two, two, two years ago basically. Two years ago, and yeah.
3: how many theaters How many screens do you have in there, three?
1: We have three screens, some people say two and a half But the third <laughs> screen is Intimate uh, 28 seats But it does have, you know The same cinema quality projection And surround sound that all uh, The other theaters have were you always a movie fan? Yeah, I was a huge movie fan um, from growing up. And I moved up here in early 2001 um, and from Texas. And for some reason, Texas is like this crescent for like movie theater, cinema eatery kind of things. They, they meld food and drink and f- uh, film down there quite a bit. And so when I moved up here, I loved going to the movies, but I felt like, In such a world-class city like New York, it was such a stale experience here to go see a movie. The movie might have been great, but being herded in like cattle and, you know, having to sneak in my booze and all of that, you know? (laughs) I mean, it's feeling like a second-class citizen.
3: I challenge you to do that at Williamsburg Center. (laughs) I don't know where you would store that flask. (laughs) I have some suggestions. (laughs) Jenny, you're from Texas, too. Two two Texans in the house. Um, The Alamo is pretty famous down there, right? I mean...
2: Yeah, the draft house. I've actually never been. I grew up in Dallas, and um, I just haven't made my way down to Austin a whole lot. So Um, I have had eating and drinking experiences in Dallas with movie going, but they've been, um, you know, these sort of. Chains that were inspired by the Alamo, and it was like great. I'm sitting in a screening of Lincoln, and the seating is terrible, and I'm eating like you know nachos or something gross. So it's definitely not um, a really great experience.
3: Nachos are totally not gross, by the (laughs) way. (laughs) These
2: nachos were terrible. The seating was terrible. It was
3: just it was it was mishigas. I mean, you go to lots of screening rooms too. Mm how how do you think Nighthawk compares? I mean, I love going to a screening room will spoil you for anything, right? Well, I mean, I don't. I go to a lot of screening rooms,
2: but I also go to you know uh, theaters that I would not otherwise <laughs> go to, such as those on Forty Second Street. Um, and I would have to say, and I'm I'm not just saying this because Matthew is here, but um, Nighthawk is definitely as nice as most of the screening rooms I go to, and it's not full of like cranky ranks critics yes
1: <laughs> well that's good to hear thank yeah. you
2: it is I, w- I would say it ranks up there
3: yeah my boyfriend's six five so leg room is often an issue Oh yeah. And so okay. we always sit in the the back row mm-hmm. so he doesn't block half of the theater yeah with his noggin and then uh you know and also i mean i don't want this to be like a big plug for nighthawk but we're not that's okay <laughs> yeah <certainly. laughs> But an- another thing you do is you, you cater to parents so they don't have to ruin the rest of our experience. Oh, my God. Yes,
1: we do. We do uh, baby screenings every Tuesday, the early show. We just pick... Well, sometimes it's hard because we have movies that maybe aren't appropriate for a baby. Like right now, we have Only God Forgives oh, God. and Fruitvale <laughs> Station. So, But we do have uh, The Girl Most Likely, which we've been ri- riding mm. with the uh, baby parent screenings. And so. that
3: awful Frances Hop, people Fran- can No! Start- oh! oh.
1: I Fr- liked it. Enj- I enjoyed Frances Saw. Oh,
3: you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I was ripping my hair out. The only thing that made that movie worthwhile was seeing Carol Kane come down the escalator as I went up after the. No, I didn't see it at night. Oh, how oh. could you? Oh, it was That's- just. I was if I, I I'm am cheap because if I pay like twelve or fourteen bucks for a yeah. movie, I'm gonna sit through it. You're gonna I'm, make it through, yeah. No Even matter if what. I want to kill someone like Five hundred days of summer. Um, gotcha.
2: we we have radically different tastes, I guess. Oh,
3: Jenny, love, who are you?
1: <laughs> I
2: I don't know. It's it's very complicated. She's a softy. Yeah, I am a softy. I'm a softie and I've started running out
3: of horror movies, so it's a thing now. <laughs> Yeah, you guys don't have that many horror movies there. What are you doing to cater to horror Um
1: the We do we do a lot of rep programming with mm. horror films. Actually, um, this October we're really excited about we're doing a whole month of um, of programming with horror films. It's uh, the theme is shout at the devil. Mm. Oh wow! And so yeah. yeah, we're. I mean, so take a look. That should be launched on our website like later in August. Um, but it's we're. we're we're really excited. All four of our programmers have been involved in that one. So,
2: I just, you yeah. know, I mean, I've definitely been to the Nighthawk for, you know, uh, VHS, different yep. events. Like, you guys have some good yeah, horror we have, programming. Yeah, we have some horror
1: film programming. I mean, that's, like, in the wheelhouse for two mm. of our four programmers that we have. I mean, they are, like, one guy... Um, John Woods uh, used to own Real Life on Bedford. Oh yeah, you you remember that? Yeah, Um, yeah. He had two locations, so he used to own a video store. We have still a lot of his videos actually in Nighthawk on on our wall, and we pulled them out. Yeah, he has some great, great stuff that didn't even make it over um, to DVD. Um, And then uh, Karen Coleman also Mm -hmm. is uh, really into horror film as well as art. She's just like sort of a renaissance woman. Um, Yeah, she's a genius. I really like her. So we've been lucky to nab her for our programming as well.
3: Yes. Uh, Sorry, I was
1: just burping from the Beer.
3: beer. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Jenny, you got to jump right in when Sorry. I do
2: something. Let me go like bah. I've been drinking this sangria, so I'm a little slow on the uptake.
3: Um, one of the things that everyone loved about the Commodore and so many theaters in, in Manhattan are, is the rat population. Like, how do you keep that under control? <laughs> oh, <God. laughs>
1: yeah, that's uh, that's a questionable one. I mean, we're so new we we built it to be a bunker basically. Right. We were worried about that. I'm especially sure. with all the food going mm. into those auditoriums and one of our theaters is down in the cellar. So Trust me, there was uh, there was a lot of forethought in the construction of this place.
2: Well, actually, my main concern as a movie, is someone who goes to the movies literally all the time, um, are bed bugs, and yes. I can't even think about it. I don't want to think about it. I did go to a screening at one of the you know the the chain theaters that was for media, but whatever. And I saw someone spray down um, the the chair and <laughs> put down plastic, oh. and I was like, part of me was so embarrassed and horrified and then part of me was like that's a really good idea
1: get yeah get them
2: <laughs> oh it's so it really is like a thing that i worry about
1: yeah i mean i guess we should, we worry about it too um because you just i mean anybody can kind of come in and yeah. bring them in it's it's sort of you just have to be uh Vigilant. proactive yeah against that
3: vigilance Ugh. well now that we've covered vermin, vermin rat, yeah. bed <laughs> bugs, um we're gonna hear a song from our engineer Joe, his band Big Ups, it's called Hard to Care. <laughs>
2: I got to grab a hold of yeah. yeah.
3: thank you so much. Um, we're back. And Jenny, brought, Jenny, keeping on the disgusting tip,
0: <laughs> Jenny, brought up
3: something when we were on break just about served, you know, when we were served our pizza. <laughs> Why don't you well, <laughs> tell it to the masses? Uh,
2: let me share this with you all. Um, as, as a fan, as, you know, a member of the movie going public years and years ago, I went to go see Bones, which you all might remember was Snoop Dogg's horror movie. And, um, <laughs> not all
3: of us remember, but uh.
2: <laughs> so, um, yeah, some woman, uh, vomited in front of us, but I think because she was drunk because it smelled as, of alcohol and then sat there for the rest of the movie and I yeah. had sort of an existential crisis, like what kind of person vomits and just sits there for the rest of the movie. So, um, and of course I've heard of, you know, people passing out and barfing at screenings of like, you know, um, like a serbian film or whatever like people freak out and break their noses i don't know so my question (laughs) is like (laughs) is yeah we were talking about that
1: right yeah with the combination of booze and film um yeah i mean we've had our we've had our share of um midnight vomit um but one that stands out i mean we launched this new um midnight series called nighthawk nasties where we're basically trying to um you know bring back a little bit of that grindhouse uh from new york's past and uh, play some some really intensely gory films and um, i think the first one we played was the french film inside if you've oh ever God. seen that I yeah i turned that off and i had yeah. a panic yeah attack. you <laughs> can't unwatch that um oh my God. and a lot of people want to but uh we played another film called family portraits and you know maybe five or six people were in the audience it was a midnight screening and um huge guy you know six five in shape um was there watching it with his wife and he got up uh very quickly and stormed to the to the theater entrance and um right when he got to the door he he simultaneously vomited and passed out (laughs) at, at the door uh where our servers had to come kind of revive him and uh, his <laughs> yeah. wife was so, so appreciative of, you know, our efforts to take care of him. And he he, he basically, when he came to, he hadn't had a drink, mm-hmm. didn't eat anything. He just, he got sick from the movie. And um, we sort of wear that as a badge of honor now for <laughs> Nighthawk <laughs> Nasties. It's
3: very nasty. Uh, yeah. I mean, I came close to puking during a Jodorowsky movie once, but.
1: Yeah. Uh,
2: oh, yeah. Which yeah. I don't
3: know why. I can't. A Santa Sangre.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. It happens, yeah, and a lot of
1: a lot of filmmaking now is, is especially with the, totally. the jerky sort of yeah. camera moves as well, can can get you a little queasy.
2: Absolutely,
1: but I think it was the content for this one. Oh man, I don't, don't even know what
2: that movie is yeah. about. Well, but well check it out. Portrait. Check it out. We actually or had not. the director
1: in um, to introduce it. He's a great guy, so uh, check out Family Portraits well, if you can.
2: What would you not show? Like, would you show a Serbian film?
1: Um, I mean, we haven't really shaped. Any of those lines that we can't cross Mm -hmm. yet. So, um, you know, we have another series called Nighthawk Naughties. Mm. And so we're like, oh, are we going to be... Do we want to play, you know, porn? Is Deep Throat okay? Like, we were sort of talking about the line for that. Mm -hmm. um, But we haven't really talked about the line for uh, nasties. I
2: um, saw Deep Throat at uh, the Spectacle, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. At Two Boots like a really long time ago when they had uh, the theaters and stuff in the basement and a bunch of friends went and, you know, we had a... Well, a girlfriend and I had a good time. The other guys were a little... (laughs) The guys we were with were a little embarrassed, but we were like, come on! You know. yeah,
1: yeah, Spectacle, another local uh, theater. Which um, I'm really which remiss
3: great. in mentioning since yeah. my friend right. Ivan Lerner does programming there. We're I'm big fans asshole. of theirs, too. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, they played Deep Throat, and a few people from Nighthawk went over there to check it out and had a great time. And, and the yeah. video store played. Yeah, Videology as yeah, well, yeah. which um, we we know well, and um, I think they're they're doing a great thing by having that s- uh, screening series mm-hmm. um, in their shop. Yeah.
3: So why aren't more movie theaters... Like dispensing with the booze, <laughs>
1: uh, in New York, yeah. Well, we did. Uh, we weren't uh, dumb about writing the law. I mean, we w- m- definitely wanted to make sure that um, you know movie theaters couldn't instantly do that because that's you know obviously we worked hard to change the law, so they do have to have a full kitchen with a chef on duty, oh, and, okay. so it and can't they have just to have table nachos. service. Yeah, it oh. can't it can't be just um, you know just. A panini press behind the bar um so <laughs>
3: damn it yeah
1: sorry i mean we did that we did that on purpose but um others are so looking you into would it win. Sunshine, you did it on purpose sunshine's so getting win. close i think uh they're going in front of the community board and uh-huh. alamo draft house as you mentioned yeah. is coming up to new york so oh, they are yeah, yeah i mean the idea is to improve the movie going experience in New York and we're all about that so I'm excited to have more people start doing this for sure.
3: Well I mean I would be a little worried because they're not going to be able to really do that in Manhattan unless they have a shitload of money. I know Sunshine's in Manhattan but the amount of space to put in a kitchen and screens like it's it's
1: definitely a cost of entry.
3: The Alamo
2: Drafthouse is opening in Yonkers in August and then there's another on the Upper West Side. I don't know the um, time frame for that but
3: Who's going to go to Yonkers? I guess people who <laughs> live in Yonkers. People <laughs> in Yonkers, you know,
2: it could be an outing. could be a night outing or something.
3: Nighthawk or go to Yonkers. You know,
2: <laughs> I, I spent a lot of time in Yonkers in college, so.
3: Oh, right. You're a Sarah Lawrence gal. Yeah. So what, do you, what <laughs> movies do you... Can you tell me some of the food pairings you have coming up with the movies you have coming up?
1: Uh, well, a lot of them we haven't worked out yet. Um, we sometimes have to do that, like, week of. I mean, it's a pretty intense sort of... Uh, scenario Um, because we'll get a screener or we'll be able to send somebody because sometimes the movies open in Manhattan a week before us so we'll send somebody from our team in there and take notes Um, some of my favorite I'm trying to think of some of our favorite foods from the past though Um, come back around to me let me let me think about that
3: but we were talking about directors before and you had some pretty exciting news about a little director known as Martin Scorsese. Yes,
1: Martin Scorsese. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this uh, this is a brainchild of um, one of our programmers. Karen Coleman was integral in this. Um, she teamed up with Vice Magazine and um, Eddie Moretti, who's the creative officer there, and um, they're their pals with um, Martin Scorsese. So he has the Film Foundation, which he uh, pours money into. It's a nonprofit that... Restores all kinds of um, past thirty-five millimeter prints of some classic films like uh, Red Shoes. uh, This Tuesday we've got La Dolce Vita. Um, We've played. um, What else have we played? Drawing a blank now. But the idea behind this series—it's a monthly series on Tuesdays, once a month—where uh we have vice in um they do an intro they sometimes have a special guest do an intro martin scorsese has actually um recorded an intro to each of these as well so he hasn't
3: made the schlep to brooklyn he hasn't
1: come out to brooklyn let he hasn't come home yet as i as i like (laughs) to say but uh but he has recorded these and told us why he was so passionate about restoring each print um and a portion of those ticket sales go to the Film Foundation, too. And you get free booze afterwards. We have uh, Larceny Whiskey is uh, providing free booze for an hour after each of these screenings. So um, we're really excited about it. It's sort of our, uh, as far as I'm concerned, our sort of pinnacle of programming so far.
3: One of the other things you guys do really well are, are the previews.
1: Yeah, the pre-shows. Yep. Um, <laughs> like I said, we have four programmers. Um, One of them in particular, but two of them off and on uh, work on the pre-shows where we just find clips, local filmmaker clips or that submit them here and there. Or we'll just go on on the Internet and um, curate a sort of a montage of our favorite clips that are inspired by the feature you're going to see. And, you know, a lot of people have come out. (laughs) Unfortunately, sometimes uh, not liking the movie, but loving the pre-show at least. And they've had a few drinks, so, you know. We're they're effusive. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're happy with it.
3: Well, you said, you said you had you had a riffraff preview to Spring Breakers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so
1: Spring Breakers, which was one of my favorite movies of this year so far. Spring
2: Break.
1: Uh, uh, Spring Break forever, bitches. Um, yeah, we basically, Franco sort of denies basing it on uh basing his character on riffraff. liar but it's very obvious <laughs> that he did uh and i think Riff Raff knows that too but yeah we we pulled together the greatest hits of Riff Raff, uh video wise and put them together and um we'll still we pull that one out occasionally and play it in our lobby when we're um when we're in the mood as well
3: so it's like a little creative hub you have over there
1: yeah yeah one of the guys that really heads up the pre-show comes from an art background and he's and he's seriously the film as well film preservation so it's it seems like a perfect mix for him he's really he's taught himself final cut in the last two years and has really come a long way
2: I mean, a lot of that stuff looks like archival footage. You guys have like dug up from old VHS tapes. Yeah, looks really awesome.
1: It's amazing what's out there now, Mm -hmm. too. Um, You know, you can get your hands on almost anything these days. So it's—I mean—it's wide open.
3: Where do you see Nighthawk going? Are you gonna—are you gonna open new places?
1: Yeah, we're we're looking. I mean, we would be stupid not to at least try because. We work so hard on that law, and we know that other people are going to be trying to do what we do as well up here. So, yeah, we're looking um, in other parts of Brooklyn, maybe this this hood, or Bushwick, yeah, possibly Bushwick, possibly um, more south in in Brooklyn and um, and Manhattan, of course. But like you said. Manhattan's a tough one to crack for sure. So
3: expensive. Like Sunset Park would probably be affordable and so
1: close to Park Slope. Yeah, that's not bad. We'll call it South Slope, right?
3: Yeah.
2: (laughs) That's what they're calling it. It's It's
3: just like this is way East Williamsburg, except for (laughs) now Bushwick has cachet, so they'll 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 cop to it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So um, did you have any idea when you were in school, like that you would end up as a movie theater mogul i know maybe i'm stretching mogul a little. yeah
1: that's that's a definite stretch i mean honestly i'm i'm here representing those four programmers you should ha- definitely have them on, on we your tried show. yeah i know they're busy people <laughs> um they should come out they're great and they have an encyclopedia knowledge of film but uh no i didn't i didn't really think this this was the direction at all i was in advertising before this of all things and um
3: it pays lots of people's bills it yep. does it does it pays um, bills.
1: so yeah i um and i your think chef. we just lucked out
3: yeah i mean your chef i just saw him on what he's a chef on television
2: that's awesome
1: we do
3: <laughs> your chef was on some show like what's his
1: name uh, michael franny yeah, yeah 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 oh yeah he was um what was that zagat was in i think we, I, we look we, i did
3: research well done. I, I guess it wasn't really television it was yeah the, the interwebs yeah <laughs> the interwebs um, yeah
1: no we have another series called film feast where we um bring in outside chefs like celebrity chefs or just well-known chefs to collaborate with our chefs and they pick a movie and then do an inspired uh, prefix right. to the movie and like we bring out the the food at specific scenes that it was inspired by. So that's, I'm really excited about that series. It's a, it's a fun one.
3: That seems complicated. It's
1: super complicated, but (laughs) we did American psycho with Francis Derby. (laughs) It was amazing. It was like an eighties hot, kind of cuisine menu oh you
3: guys are too young to remember that the first time around yeah. that food was awful <laughs> talk about urchin and so small inspired. yeah exactly uh, yeah. here's Drizzled. a sliver of ur- urchin i mean we didn't have the foam back then but yeah. it was pretty it was pretty rotten yeah. so jenny what are you looking forward to seeing this year at nighthawk or anywhere else that doesn't serve food and booze
2: um Gosh, uh, my sense of when things are coming out versus when I've seen them is a little skewed, so I'm easily confused. I'm very excited to see um, the documentary about Dune that was picked up by Sony Pictures Classics, the Dune that was never made. Um, Oh, right. The the
1: first Dune. Yes, yes, yes.
2: um, That's going to be really awesome. I'm looking forward to Elysium, um, which is way more mainstream. Me too. You've seen that? No, I haven't. What is it? It is Matt Damon and Jodie Foster and um, Neil Blomkamp who did Nia, uh, District, District Nine. Nine. Yep. Um, there are really some clever advertising, um, like sort of pseudo-viral, like things that are popping up, like about. You know, if you lived on the fancy, rich planet that Jodie Foster and all of her people live in, you know, you wouldn't be in traffic right now or whatever. But um, it looks really cool. I think Matt Damon's going to be all jacked up and have, like, some weird robotic stuff happening he was
3: so great in a Liberace movie I can't oh believe God. that did not get a
1: theatrical release that was so good yeah, that, was, that was amazing you yeah. guys should do that in a Showgirls that double be hatter that so would
2: like, Showgirls is so depressing though I hate <laughs> Showgirls I'm sorry I hate it it's so depressing
3: and okay Showgirls and Magic Mike
2: I like Magic Mike, except for the
3: end where they're like, oh, "Oh, you
2: have to go straight and narrow to like end up with this dumb girl. Like, no, come on. Get him a cool girl at least.
3: Some more nudity. That's what we're saying. Yeah, please. Anyway, (laughs) 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 thank you. Thank you so much, Matthew and Jenny, for coming in. You guys can check out Nighthawk Cinema in Williamsburg on Metropolitan Avenue um, between Wife and Kent.
1: Uh, between wife and Barry. Wife and Barry. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's
3: a really great experience. And Jenny, where, where can we find you?
1: Um,
2: you can find me on Twitter at Ms. Jenny Miller. M-I-M-S-J-E-N-N-I Miller. Like the magazine Ms.
3: Because you're, you're a feminist. I am. I'm a feminist. Okay. And then next next week, Mike Edison is back from Italy. Can't Aww, wait. Aw,
2: Mike.
3: Have a great week.
2: Take
1: care. <laughs>